You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You are now jacked into the virtual matrix. Please stand by. Who are you? For the latest in professional wrestling. I am the master of the middle finger. Video gaming. Chief ass whoopers, sorry sons of bitches. And movie and entertainment. Beer drinkers, among beer drinkers. And here is your host. All I'm offering is the truth. Nothing. JJ Sexy. Guys, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay. Hope everybody's having a great Friday night. I know that uh, it's a mixed bag for me. I'm in kind of a mood, if you will. I shouldn't be, but I kind of am. Not really else much to say in that department, but uh, it is what it is. Of course, it's been an interesting week right here on the SNS Radio Network. <sighs> but I digress. I digress. Packed a chat room tonight. I'm glad you guys could uh, could stop by and be a part of the show. Uh, I believe joining me right now on the phone line, my tag team partner each and every Monday night for Wrestling News Live. I believe the Trey Dog is actually joining me on the show. Trey, are you there? What in the blue hell is going on? I have no idea. You tell me. Didn't I don't know, man. Just uh, hanging out, getting ready to go to work a little bit later on. Cool, cool. Did you get a chance to catch any of SmackDown tonight? I caught a little bit. Not a lot. Uh, my nephew had a birthday party tonight, so I was busy with that. But I came back in time to catch uh, Big Show and Kane rolling around in the ring together. Yeah, it was a pretty interesting little segment. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll go over the recap here in a moment, but uh, you know, it's it's been a while since I talked to you. I think it, what Monday was the last time we actually talked. It's been a busy week. You've been for both busy. Of us. I have been. I've been real busy. Normally, you know, you call me every day, two or three times a day. I'm beginning to reevaluate this relationship. <laughs> Don't feel bad, man. Don't feel bad. It's uh, it's been a week. Uh, you know, I mean, we're we're talking about you know like breakup status possibly. Oh, let's not tease that. We'll be like the Hart Dynasty all over again. <laughs> you know, I do want to run something by you, though. What's that? Well, I mean, I know you've been busy, so I don't know what you've been keeping up with lately, but I have a brand new idea for a show that we can add to this very network. Uh-oh, I'm almost afraid to ask. I think it'd be perfect. It's the hot new thing. It's like, you know how wrestling was the shit for internet radio, and then all of a sudden the MMA came out, and now all the wrestling sites think that they're credible MMA sources? Oh, yeah. 
it's like the hot thing to do. You know, if you want to survive in the wrestling radio business, they all tell you now that you have to adapt and adapt and embrace MMA. Well, just like that, the hot new trend in radio has changed again, I think. Oh, yeah? What's, what's going on yeah. these days? Well, I, I, I think that, you know, especially for Wrestling News Live, we need to really keep up with the times. And as they change, so should we. But I don't want to necessarily change that show. I want to debut a brand new show for all the fans of the SNS Radio Network. And it goes kind of like this. I want to get myself and two other co-hosts. Um, it's mandatory that one of them talks all the time. And it's mandatory that they think they know everything about life. No matter the situation, they know it all. Um, I think also that we're going to talk over each other all the time. Never let anybody get their actual statement in before somebody talks over them. And basically, the concept of the show is that it's just you know three guys bitching and crying every week about the same exact thing. And... Every week when you tune in, it's going to sound like the show before and the show before that and the show before that. And it's just going to be three guys bitching and crying all the time. And the cool thing is the name. Are you ready for the name? Oh, I'll, I'm waiting for this. We're going to call it Three Guys Bitching, 3GB. I like it, 3GB. Three Guys Bitching, I'm going to charge 450 a month so that you get to listen to the same shit every week on 3GB and I as the main host that you know kind of runs the board and coordinates everything I am going to go find another radio show and steal all their jokes and catchphrases and use them as if they're my own and charge people to listen to that every week and then if that takes off and is successful then as a network I want to hire every show that has been fired by another network and, you know, make sure that we let everybody know that one man's trash is another man's treasure and then tell everybody how big that is a deal. Like, we're growing and getting better every week. You know, I like it. The only thing is uh, 450 might be a stretch. Uh, 350. 350 would, would be much better, I think, for everybody. 350? I didn't give you no damn 350, you damn Loch Ness Monster. 350. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, I'm not really going to go into any depth here, <laughs> quite 3 frankly. 3GB. 3GB, I like it. But to those uh, other radio shows that would like to continue to throw jabs at myself and the Trey Dog, we know that you're doing it. Can you please find something entertaining on your radio shows to talk about and leave me and Trey I mean, out of it? every week... I mean, really, every week they have to find some way to talk about us and try to talk shit about us in a way where they don't mention us because, God forbid, they give us any publicity. But they do it every week, you know, and then when they're done, they steal every joke I've ever made like it's their own and... It's just getting old, and if, if if all you can do is bitch, you know, what's the purpose? I mean, if if it's 
If it if it's sour, don't drink it. If it stinks, don't smell it. If it tastes bad, don't eat it. It's real simple. If it's bad, don't watch it. I you know. But to bitch every show, god damn. You know, so what? I just think that's the new thing. And I mean, I'm trying to keep up with the times. So we're going to invent 3GB, three guys bitching to put it right here. There you go. And it's going to be 350. 350. So. Uh, you know Treef what? I, honestly, uh, somebody referred me to one of their shows that they did recently and wanted me to hear the things that were said. You, you know, you and I haven't said a word about these fuckers in quite a while. And I don't feel the need to bring them up. But some things that were said that just got under my skin. And this is not a calling you out moment, but it's like, you know, the three of these motherfuckers just sit behind an internet fucking radio show in a fucking headphone and talk shit. None of them can back anything up. All they do is talk shit. I mean, my God, I'm sick of it. I, you know, and I, I think it's funny because, the, you know, the, the basis of their fun poking at us a lot of times stems around TNA. And I think in the last three weeks, I've been very brutal on the product, you know, telling them where they're messing up a lot lately. So I don't know. I No, you, you know, three, my, you know, what my favorite attack is the one about the EFED. Yeah, the EFED. That, that's the one that kills me. It was OK when it was over there. It was oh, okay. Yeah, it was great. It was a great idea. It was okay when this show was over there too, because it was one of the best shows they had on the network. And I love how they just have to continue to take the shots. Again, you and I haven't said anything about them, and I don't know how long. I have purposefully not said anything because you asked me not to, and so I said I will refrain. I will refrain from saying anything. I will just, you know, we'll just do our own thing. Then we started pulling down some interviews, and we started getting busy with our own stuff. Like, you guys are going to, I hope you guys really enjoy what I have done this week for next week's Wrestling News Live. Uh, it's something I've never done before, but it's one of the things that I think in my heart sets us apart from everybody else. And that's all I'm going to say, but it's Wrestling News Live Retro following Raw Retro on Monday night. I like it. I like it. And in closing, I just want to say one thing before we actually get down to business. I don't want to waste any more of my valuable time on this Friday night on Unplugged to discuss this anymore. But I would like to say to those three individuals, thank you for taking the time out of every show that you do twice a week to throw jabs at myself and Trey and to try to build everything that we have done for you to help establish your little radio network over there. Thank you for continuing the jabs, and thank you for really putting us over and showing the people that you are talentless hacks that basically have to rip off everything that was done for you and everything that we're doing over here now. So please, continue to put my name out there. Continue to bash me, please. I think the only thing they've changed on that show is the name. And the only intro theme, the only music that you hear, like, like show intro that you hear on that network that I didn't make myself because they're still using them all because they don't have the talent apparently to make their own. Um, the only theme that's new, the only intro music that's new is the theme to the new show because they had to change it because the name changed. So the name and the music 
for that show are the only thing that's changed. They're using, they're still using the exact same format and email and doing the, you know, same email sounder now. And I mean, it's just goddamn, man. Come, come up with at least a segment of your own. Come up with the, you know, at least an entertaining way to take shots at us. If you're going to do it every week, at least make it entertaining. You know, and then you want to say. Every time we mention you guys, your listeners, your your subscribers go up and your listenership goes up. Don't fucking lie to us. No motherfucker in this chat room right now is hearing me talk shit on you and running right over to drop five bucks to listen to you say shit about us. You know? Give me a break. If that was the case, you wouldn't be doing all these goddamn free shows to lure people in. That is true. Like I said, I just want to thank them for the continued, uh, you know, trashing of us because really at the end of the day it does piss me off a little bit but at the end of the day i guess it's almost a compliment that they can't fill enough content on their own radio shows that they have to throw jabs at us really that is the punchline of their show i know throw, the throw shots at jj and trey is to make fun of us for some reason throw I don't shot, know yeah throw shots at, at jj and trey talk about the e-fed and move on so talk again, about tattoos and mountain dew and tna and and the cheetos and the Cheetos and the Jeff Jarrett Retirement Fund. And, and let's not forget the, the Mickey James Roast Beef. The Mickey James Roast Beef. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yep. All came from uh, uh, from a couple different people. Trey be one of them. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, again, we're done with them. I'm, I will never mention them again. I'm not going to give them any airtime. Just please continue to fucking do something because one day you guys will make a mistake. Something bad will happen. That's not a threat. That's a promise. We're going to move on. Let's talk a little bit of uh, some WWE SmackDown. Let's get this show back on track. I just felt the need to vent after what I heard today. Really pissed yeah. me off. Yeah. Feel vindicated. We didn't trash anybody. We didn't We didn't say anything bad about him. <laughs> we just, you know, told him to keep... Tyrant. Tyrant says, Mickey James roast beef. I need to Google that. <laughs> just look up Mickey James. Your roast beef turns sideways, I'm telling you. Pretty much. Oh, let's play this sounder and go to some SmackDown. Time for the SmackDown Rebound with J.J. Sexay and the Trade Dog. You know, I'm really starting to like that music. It's growing on me. I didn't like it at first. I promise you that. Yeah, you know, at first when I first heard it, I thought, you know, Green Day, really? I mean, it just didn't seem like it was fit for a wrestling show, but it just seems like uh, it's working. I, I mean, I'm, I'm getting used to it. I kind of like it, quite frankly, and uh, I have no complaints with it. So, and the show's not too bad. I mean, they're really doing a good job with SmackDown. They have for a while. Yeah, I think I think SmackDown's probably one of the better shows on TV, and uh, I think they're doing great on the on the uh, Sci-Fi Network. So, let's kind of break things down. Uh, we started things off with Edge in the ring. He did a promo, basically uh, talking about Kane. When, of course, the Nexus decide to come out, um, the Nexus come out surround the ring. Uh, Vicky Guerrero decides that she's going to come out now and basically tells Edge that he's going to shake hands with David Otunga. And if he doesn't, 
Well, then she's going to take him out of the uh, title match at Survivor Series and find somebody else to face off with Kane. So, of course, Edge does it, and then he uh, basically spears David Otunga and throws him out of the ring. So that's how we get things started. Um, I like the fact that Edge has kind of stepped things up. Now that he's not a heel and he's turned baby, I think he's done a pretty good job. Um, you know, I've never been very high on Edge, but I think that he's doing a great job working on his own. Like, you know, usually back in the heel days when he was, you know, associated with Vicky Guerrero, whether he was married to her, dating her, whatever, um, he always had somebody to kind of rely on, even with Edge and Christian. You know, Christian was always there as his, his go-to guy. So I think he's starting to stand out on his own, and uh, I think he's looked good so far. Well, I mean, the Edge tried this once when he came back from the injury and failed, and then they quickly turned him back to, uh, I don't care about you people and blah, blah. What do you mean, you people? No. Uh, when he first came back, he tried it. didn't work. It's working out this time, so I hope it sticks because I, I, I don't necessarily like Edge as a face or a heel. He's one of those guys I like to see in the tweener role. Where you just never really know, you know what I mean. So we'll just see how it pans out. But uh, you know, I I would like to see them, you know, maybe push the envelope a little bit and talk about the. the and I like grant. I grant. I didn't see SmackDown at, at the beginning of the night, so I don't know if they mentioned it or not. But I'd like to see them mention, you know, all of Vicky's just being hard on Edge because of their past, you know, and really let him fight the system as he tries to get to the world title. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Um, I think that would be a good dynamic. I, I caught most of it. I, I actually went to the airport tonight, so I missed the first, about the first 30 minutes of the show, picking up Harmony uh, from the airport. So she's actually going to be home for about the next 10 days. So. Uh-oh, the boss is back at the house. The boss is back at the house. That's right. Holy shit balls! <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> So uh, that's why I didn't hear from you all week. You were getting the house clean. I was I was getting stuff done around here. Yes, for sure. You were making sure shit was taken care of before the boss got home. Now I know what's going on. That's right. See, see, you don't have to worry about the breakup, man. I'm not leaving. Trust me. Besides that, I want to. I don't want to put that much work on Ty. He's put so much work into it. If we were to split up, I mean, poor Ty. And so he told me today. He goes. He goes, man, I'm working on this. Then he comes back a little later. He goes, Don, I'm working on this now, and we're working on getting what we've been doing. We, I got a mouse in my pocket. What Ty has been working on is making Wrestling News Live um, available for you to listen to on your iPhone. And um, we realize now that it's a shoutcast issue, that that's why it starts and then stops. But uh, now we've got it to where when you try to connect through your iPhone, um, we'll have you connect through the Ustream feed. That way you get the entire show in crystal clear audio. We've tested it. It will work. So uh, just something that he was he has been working on tirelessly for two days so that you can get it on your iPhone. And then he started working on something else today, and he goes, damn, slave drivers, I'm working, you know. I was like, damn, man. And I said, yeah, JJ and I are, you know, going to put you – to work when we tell you, you know, we want something done by God, do it. And he just started laughing, you know, because I, I have been very, like, thankful for everything that he's done on the show. Oh, yeah. Ty, Ty is awesome, man. Uh, I, I spent a little bit of time talking to him today, getting getting things set up. I had to, you know, open the stream up for him so he could kind of mess around with this uh, this app that he's working on. But 
yeah, I mean, Ty does a great job updating the website and uh, does a great job with the graphics and stuff. So I'm very glad to have him aboard. Big GM Bronx says that uh, the phone number you call in on the website to listen on your phone doesn't work. It says unavailable. Yeah, we're working on that. So bear with. That was something that was put up when we originally started, and that feature was taken away from us before we really even got started, so we never removed the page. So um, we're getting there. Let us just one day at a time. Yeah, I believe that was on a separate stream. Well, we actually have yeah. a separate stream from that original one. I think that that's the problem, basically. So, uh, let's get back to the SmackDown recap. Of course, I told you what happened at the opening. Uh, we get down to our first match of the night. Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio. Taking on everybody's favorite, Kofi Kingston, the former Jamaican boom, superstar. Boom, boom. Uh, pretty good match back and forth, but of course the end came with the spinning armbar submission as Kofi tapped like Sammy Davis Jr., and Alberto Del Rio. I'm waiting to hear that on the other show. One of these days, man. One of these days. Yeah. So Alberto Del Rio gets the win via submission. Uh, of course, afterwards, Rey Mysterio comes out, lays out Alberto Del Rio with a 6-1. Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> Next up, we had uh, my, girl, Alberto Del Rio. My, my girl Natalia. Ooh. I know her very well. I've worked many a shows. Doesn't mean I think I work for the WWE, but I have. Yeah, don't worked. say that. They're going to think you, you're trying to say you work for the company. I have worked several shows with Natalia at, at Stampede Wrestling. I think I kind of know who she is. She's kind of a big deal. Uh, Natalia comes out, basically has a match with Layla. Uh, very good. Uh, well, I wouldn't say very good. It was a decent match. There were some blown spots between Natalia and Layla, uh, but it comes down to the finish with Layla submitting to the Sharpshooter and. Uh, Lo and behold, Michelle McCool was not there, and there's a reason for that, more than likely, that we'll cover when we bring uh, Chris Kelly uh, from Headlocks to Headlines on to, to discuss oh, the news. Oh, that fucking foreign kid. The fucking foreign kid has a place on this show every Friday night, giving me the God news of the week. Dre, come on. Did you see that he said he's someone of a big fucking deal over there in, like, crikey land? Uh, yeah, you know what? He actually made TV. His sign did, anyway. Yeah, little bastard was on television. <laughs> they're like Crelly, isn't that that fucking foreign kid let's put his side on the air alright good deal it's a big deal man I'm telling you he's gonna be a big star actually already is a big star what are we talking about he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a big something so next up of course we have uh, the match with the big stipulation it's David Otunga taking on edge of course if Otunga loses this match he is out of the Nexus we have all the lumberjacks from the Nexus come out minus Wade Barrett then we have a lot of the SmackDown and even some Raw uh, superstars on the outside as Lumberjack says, I was surprised to see the Hart Dynasty on SmackDown for no apparent reason. Last I checked, they weren't the unified tag champions. but Other than just to be there to help out as an extra hand. I, I guess so. Uh, it kind of reminded me back, in, back to like 2006 when David Hart Smith had yet to debut with the company and they had this ECW invasion and they sent the whole locker room to the ring uh, with the inclusion of David Hart Smith, who had never even been seen on TV at that point. Uh, it was like the incident that never happened. And I'm like, hmm, why are the Hart Dynasty on SmackDown as Lumberjacks? We still don't know who kidnapped Samoa Joe in the white van, so something we'll never know. This is true. And we'll never know what Mick Foley had in that bag back in WCW. 
True. Or who drove the white Hummer in WCW. Yes, yes. There's there's certain things that we're never going to find the answer to. But if you can find those answers, we would love to hear Or that. Or the guy that told Samoa Joe that it would be a good idea to paint a penis on his face. I think that was Matt Hardy. I think it was his penis. Oh, you think it was a tribute to the Matt Hardy penis? I think it was. That's fucking shitting too close to where you eat right there, buddy. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Going back to the match, David Otunga and Edge. Uh, pretty decent match back and forth. I thought Otunga did a, a pretty good job bumping his ass off for Edge. Uh, the finish came when uh, it looked like McGillicuddy was going to interfere on his behalf and get speared by Edge. And uh, the referee's attention is diverted as McGillicuddy is, is out of the ring. Uh, Kane, the world heavyweight champion, comes in the ring, chokeslams Edge, and leaves the ring behind the referee's back. Of course, Otunga takes the advantage, uh, covers Edge for the win, and David Otunga, still a part of Nexus, and Edge loses the match. Unbelievable. Otunga, FDW. I will say this. I am liking the Nexus hoodie that Otunga has. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that. It, it's a little different from everybody else's gear because they're wearing shirts, but he's got the hoodie, and the in is bejeweled. Like, it's sparkly. Like That's because he, he is a hoodie. He's a hoodie rat. Well, there you go. The big question is, who in the hell is Internet Dave? That is a question that, I don't know, we're still trying to figure out. After can you years, Can you tell me where he got the name Internet Dave? Because I couldn't tell. I, I didn't remember where he got the actual name. I can tell you exactly where he got the name. He this is his uh, this is his badge of honor, ladies and gentlemen. The reason okay. he is Internet Dave Standish is because uh, many years ago, hanging out at the Hard House, he was given the name Internet Dave by current WWE superstar and former Unified Tag Team Champion Harry Smith, David Hart Smith, if you will. Okay. And that is where the moniker of Internet Dave came from. Now, there's got to be a story as to why he was called Internet Dave. Do we know why? I personally do not because I wasn't around at that point. I was, you know, still living in Arkansas, Oklahoma. Didn't really know Internet Dave when that uh, all went okay. down. So I, I, you'd have to actually ask Internet Dave what the story I know, behind it I is. I know what made Internet Dave popular. Well, JSK made the name Internet Dave a household name. Yes. TM Bronx asked, did he start up as Dial-Up Modem Dave? I think back in you know grade Maybe. school, he probably was Dial-Up Modem Dave. But yeah, JSK, my former co-host and, and friend that passed away, is the one that made Internet Dave a household name. He was a made by, man after that. By saying through an entire episode of Wrestling News Live... Who the fuck is Internet Dave? Over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. As I recall, that was what? That was the night we did the draft thing? It may have been. I don't remember. It was close to that. Yeah, and I'll hit you in the junk. That's another one. I'll punch you in the junk. That's another one that. Yeah, we I kind of started. I, I think me and that other guy. Uh, I think we had lured the 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 one guy that's no longer with this network over to right. uh, to WTR, and we had given you guys in in his place, Internet Dave. I believe that was June seventh, two thousand seven. If you go back and listen to the archive, because I just listened to that show not long ago. 
looking for something else. Yeah, that was a pretty hilarious episode. And uh, if you don't know where to find that episode, get with Mace. Mace. He ha- Mace from Australia. He's got it hidden somewhere on a website that you can access. Yeah, Mace. I'd like to get. I, I got another email today, and another uh, Twitter message about um, you know WNL archives. And if I could just get in touch with Brian from Audio Wrestling somehow, I've got about three years worth all archived and ready to go. So that'd be cool. He I'm, he holds the key. I just got to find out where they're at. I hear that. I would love to get a copy of both of the One Worlds Collide shows that we did. Um, I know where you can get one of them. The I, first one, I think. Well, I have that one. It's not. It's not in its entirety. I think it basically takes place after the pay per view. But uh, I do have. I that know one. where. I know where one of them is. Yeah, the one I'm. The one I'm wanting is the one with me and Harmony and uh, you know the night all that kind of crazy crap broke down at WrestleMania. <laughs> that was a good. My, my favorite moment. I still think of this show was when JSK kept trying to punch me in the junk. And I literally knocked the piss out of him and hit him so hard he fell out of his chair and threw my closet doors and broke my closet doors and was laying in the floor with his headset half off and his hair all down in his face. And he screamed, can I get up yet? <laughs> that was some funny shit, man. Uh, I'll just I'll never forget that weekend, though. Uh, that weekend of uh, of WrestleMania when you know we met you guys at Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, knock some back, <laughs> and then JSK won the fucking. Uh, oh my the god, he won the beer machine, and we loaded it into the truck. We're all fucked up at this point. Loaded it into. We the drove truck. The, rode in the back of the truck all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the apartment, uh, place it against the wall, plug it in. He's like, "Give me some cans. Give me some. Give me some bottles." And it didn't matter what it was. He was putting it in the machine. And uh, they started humping the damn thing. That was some good stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere I have footage of that. I, I do. I just. I know. I know you do. Unfortunately, I what don't. Was, what was I spraying him with that was so cold? I was spraying him with the uh, a can of that that spray air. Yes. When you, you turn it sideways, it sprays real cold, and I was spraying him with that. That's what I was spraying him with. That was some funny shit, man. I, like I said, I know I have the footage. I just don't have the... Uh, video camera that I took it with because apparently I lent that to Tim Stein at one point for a stampede show and it got broken and never replaced with a decent camera. So I don't have the, uh, I know I have the tapes around here. I just don't have the thing to convert the tapes. So that's, that's the problem that I have, but I know I have it. Those were good times. Good. Time. You know, I was thinking about this when, um, team 3d was in the ring on Thursday. They're like 15 years. We've been doing this. Blah, blah, blah. blah. I thought, damn, that's how long we've been doing this fucking show. It has been that's a long. That's a long ass time when I look at it that way. It really is. Wrestling News Live is almost old enough to drive. <laughs> yeah, in some parts of the country, it is legal to drive. I, I guess they would have to buy us a car. You might have to. Just nothing, nothing, you know, like no hoopties or anything. Maybe something nice, man. Come on. I may just have to put logos on the car I already have. Yeah, why not? That'll work. Yeah. Oh, we got a little sidetracked. Let's uh, let's kind of get back to 
And don't judge me when you listen to Wasted News Live because there's a reason why it's called Wasted News Live. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Don't don't judge the trade dog on that one. We took the night off originally. Yeah, that wasn't even supposed to be a show. It was just taped for the yeah. hell of it. I don't even know who taped it. I think Tim did. Because I know we didn't. Shit. We just sure. went live. I'm pretty sure that was a Tim Stein deal. But I'm not even sure why we had any people listening at the time of night we were on. But we did. True enough. I think one of my other favorite moments was the original uh, Christmas Craptacular. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Which is coming up again soon. Yeah, this will be our first Craptacular over here on the SNS Radio Network. Yep, it'll be your first. Uh, it'll be your second Craptacular. It will be. My first one was last year on that other network, and then, you know. Right before we got fired. Like a couple days later. You know, everything was all nice and copacetic for that Craptacular. Everybody got along. Everybody was great. You know, we were all The other outside is frightful. And then what? A few days later, boom. Trey and JS, or Trey and JJ got future endeavored. Over a fucking argument. Unbelievable. That wasn't even really an argument. It was just two egos clashing, Trey. That's all it was. And now we do that shit every week. That's we call thing. it a show. Yeah, good thing nobody fires us now. I know. I guess the only but person that could it's fire okay us. To, it's okay to compare a wrestling promotion to one of the most horrific events in history, but I can't tell somebody to fuck off and hang up on them. Oh, now wait, wait. We're not college-educated, Trey. We we took things out of context. Is that kind of like saying you can't be the fan of the team unless you went there? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, because I didn't go to college. That's fucked up. Because I didn't go to college, I didn't pick up on the sarcasm or the whatever in that remark. And I, took I it did serious. go to college, so suck a fart out of my ass. Okay, well, I didn't. So I guess that makes me a dumbass, huh? They can tongue kiss my shithole. Exactly. Anyway, we're getting off. Uh, we're getting off topic. Let's get back to uh, the SmackDown recap. We're almost done with it, and then we can move on to other things, my friend. Then you can bring on the fucking foreign kid, and I can go to work. Absolutely. So next up, of course, we had an Intercontinental Title match: Dolph Ziggler defending Woo! his title against uh, Montel Vontavious Porter. And in 2010, Man. in 2010, Trey, if you would tell me that Mister Perfect's son is right. working for the WWE, I right. would almost ask you, is it Dolph Ziggler? You know, it's funny you bring that up. This is what makes us a great duo, because I was getting ready to tell you a story of a fan on Twitter ripping his ass, calling him a Mr. Perfect wannabe. And I thought to myself, Man, that's a little harsh because I don't think he sets out for it to be that way. I think he just is a bleach, you know, his hair is just bleached. You know, he's a cocky heel with bleached hair. I think that's the only real comparison because I don't think they wrestle alike in any way. Well, he does a lot of Mr. Perfect's move. He does the the, the next snap. Uh, obviously, his music is I Am Perfection. Uh, I mean, he looks a lot like, you know, Mr. Perfect without the singlet, in my opinion. Yeah, Crowley's right. He's more of a Billy Gunn wannabe. Well, he does use the Fame Master. That is true. Yeah, Mr. Um, Ass. He's like a conglomeration. I'm an ass man! <laughs> Greatest music ever. He's like a conglomeration of different characters, honestly. He's like a conglomeration. But he's such a nice guy, dude. He really is. I think he's I think he's great in the ring. I think he's going to be a major star. I really do. Yeah. 
There's your song of the night, by the way. No, it's a good thing I have it. So uh, we might just have to use Ass Man tonight. Oh, we we should stop doing song of the night and come up with something else because, see, I created that idea also, but since somebody else is still using it because they're so unoriginal, maybe we should come up with something again new on our side. Well, like phrase. Now, now you know what? Keep song of the night. We we also do phrase of the night pretty much at the end of the show, but you know. I'm an ass man. I'm really a tit man, which makes it hard to say that, because the biggest enemy of the boobs is the ass. That that is true. That is true. Uh, back back to the Intercontinental Title match. Pretty good back and forth match. Uh, at one point, I actually thought MVP was going to get the uh, the W in this. Did not happen. Dolph Ziggler even used the ropes for leverage to get a pin, uh, and MVP kicked out at the last second. But the finish came basically. Uh, Dolph Ziggler goes for the pin, and the referee did not notice that MVP had his foot on the rope. So oh. Dolph Ziggler retains the Intercontinental Championship. No Vicky MVP Guerrero. MVP gets screwed again. Again. So I guess MVP really has a uh, has recourse for a rematch, possibly by Survivor wah, Series. Because it looks like they're going to give him a uh, nice little push. So I'm wondering what's going to no, happen. No, they're not. They're going to give him what looks to be a push. And then like a 12th grade magician at a talent show with a cheap $20 magic kit they're going to pull the uh, proverbial rug out from underneath it, trying to leave all the stuff on the table. It's just WWE's way of giving MVP. I think they're holding the black man down, man. Fight the power, man. I'm with you, brother. No, they just want to give him the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. They're going to give him just the tip, and then they're going to pull out, and they're going to go, Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Too bad. So sad. So uh, next up, of course, we have Kane searching in the back, looking for his father, Paul Bear. <laughs> this segment was actually quite funny. Um, as we show the next match, of course, Big Show taking on the World Heavyweight Champion Kane in a non-title match. Well, at one point, at one point, they actually show Paul Bearer in the back watching the sh- watching the uh, the screen, and he's tied up with a gag in his mouth. Which to me was funny because I don't know if you know, you remember the movie Goonies back in the early eighties. That sounded like somebody had Lexi from Lexi's Corner all tied up. Pretty much, yes, it did. Um, did you ever see the Goonies movie? Uh, the Truffle Shuffle. The Truffle Shuffle is what Paul Bear reminded me of. <laughs> that was some good TV right there. Come on, give me a Truffle Shuffle. All right. Oh, I won't give you a Truffle Shuffle. No, I won't, Edge. No, I won't. Oh, that was some good shit. That was probably, to me, that was probably the best moment of the night. Watching Paul Bear kind of do the truffle shuffle in this chair tied up with a fucking gag. That was priceless. Big Show gets some comeuppance. He's really over right now, dude. I like it. I'm glad for him. Well, Big Show should be over. If I didn't have a date at work tonight, which, I mean, I don't do anything anyway, um, I would play for our chatters the movie Knucklehead. I, I want to do that one night next week, maybe. Set up an, a movie night with Ustream. Okay. I'm game. Let me know. So, I we can have us a double feature. We can play um, Legendary and the Knucklehead back-to-back. 
That'd be cool. So I, I, I probably will rent Knucklehead this week. I haven't seen it yet, but I'll, I'll check it out. Y'all bring the popcorn, and I'll bring the booze and the movies. And the bitches. I'll bring that bitch. There you go. So, of course, uh, Big Show does get the win in the non-title match. Of course, Edge comes out with a tied-up pallbearer in a wheelchair, uh, which basically distracted Kane. That's what led him to the loss. And, of course, after the promo was done, he wheels... Paul Bear to the back after a nice uh, choke slam by the Big Show, and that was the end of SmackDown. Uh, the only thing that I was bothered by tonight: no Swagger and no Soaring Eagle. No, there was none. And um, I mean, Swagger was at ringside as a lumberjack, but where the hell I was thought the that Eagle? there was a chance I'd miss all of SmackDown, so I went ahead and read spoilers on it this week, and I wasn't excited about tonight's show from what I read. I, I think it came off better than the spoilers gave it credit for. Oh yeah, I mean, but I was just I was just stoked to see Big Show get a win because he's one of my, he's not one of my top guys in the business, but he's one of my favorite guys in the business. You know what I mean? I pull for him all the time. Well, not to defend TNA because after this week, I'm at a turning point in my life where I'm beginning to wonder how much longer I'm going to hang on. Um, but you know, reading spoilers Hater. and not watching the show is a completely different feel. So oh, yeah. I agree with you there. Oh, yeah. You're just a hater. I am a hater. But you know what? One of us has got to be a hater because one of us loves it and the other one doesn't. So it, it works. Well, uh, you can come over to my new show, Three Guys Bitching. I could. I, I could do it. Maybe I could try to do a funny TNA recap every week to some Benny Hill yeah. music. Oh, wait. Fuck. That. That's been done. Never mind. So fuck them. They steal all our shit. Yeah, no thanks. Maybe we could get Trent Phoenix to be the third guy of Three Guys Bitching. Maybe. He'd come on and Trent would go like this. Hey, I, I tell you what. It was I was good. watching the show, man, and um, I, um, uh, well, I think TNA, um, what was I saying? I don't know. As long as Trent comes on and talks about, like, Japan references and shit, it, it, it would work. I like the trees. I like the wind. I miss my dog. My girlfriend's not very cute. But I just had a baby. I had a baby. I'm hiding the drugs in the diaper. I'm going to paint his face and call him Shemalamadingdongquito Hardy. That's some good shit right there, buddy. That is some good shit right there. No one's girlfriend is cute right after having a kid. Well, their face doesn't change at birth, just their pussy. That's right. Depends on which area we're talking about here. If her face, yeah. So which end are we talking about? Her face doesn't change. Her ass just changes. The the, the downstairs gets bigger. That's right. I mean, the upstairs gets bigger, too, but not the face. The downstairs definitely gets bigger. It's like a basement. It's when you start throwing hot dogs down hallways. That's right. And for a couple months there, it's like that. Hey, shut up. Arbity's at home, dude. (laughs) Well, she's not pregnant, so I don't care. I know, but she has been, and she will come hit you in the back of the head with a frying pan if you uh, keep talking you know shit. It wouldn't be the first time I've been hitting the head with a frying pan. Probably not the last either. I can't host the rest of Unplugged by myself. I'll just have to let you have the foreign kid. Trent says, I find it funny I'm still being called a pothead. What do I have to prove I've stopped smoking? <laughs> <laughs> Stop sounding like you started smoking again. If you call in to the show and you go from this... <sighs> 
Hey guys, what's up, man? It's Trent Phoenix. If you call in and go, well, hello there, guys. It's Trent Phoenix from the chat room, and I really think that uh, E equals MC squared plus pi times TNA equals the buy rate of the freak show. Then I'll go, goddamn, so much quit smoking pot. Wow. <laughs> And that, my friends, just happened. And on that note, JJ, I have to bid you farewell. All right, man. I will talk to you uh, later on in the weekend, Trey. Have a good one, buddy. Peace out. And remember, the first ever, first ever Wrestling News Live Retro at 11.30 Eastern, 10.30 Central, right here on the SNS Radio Network. Don't miss the first 15 minutes or so of the show. Tell all your friends. If you ain't got any fucking friends, tell complete strangers and join us. On that note, I'm fucking out. See ya. All right, Trey, thanks. All right, guys, that was the Trey Dog. He is gone. Of course, he also will be on the air tomorrow night, I believe, for his, uh, his Trey Dog Top 20, which I think is changing. It's not going to be a Top 20 anymore. Over on Wrestle Talk Radio tomorrow night, so definitely check that out. Uh, as he will be DJing some music. If you like country music and you like the Trey Dog, it's the place to be on Saturday nights. Uh, I want to go to the phone lines. Joining me right now, he is uh, one of the news sources here for the SNS Radio Network. Chris Kelly from Headlocks to Headlines. What's going on, my friend? Oh man, uh, not much. Um... I'm still ill from this past Monday, but I'm in good health. I spent the last three days playing Black Ops nonstop. So if I sound tired, that's why. <laughs> you you just completely contradicted yourself. I'm not feeling well, but I'm okay. I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'm I, well. I, yeah. I, I I do that often. Do you not know that? Well, you're ill, but you're in good health. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, speaking of health, that's good. Segue. You brought up the reason that um that Michelle McCall was not on tour. It's because she's at home looking after the Undertaker, who recently had su su surgery and will be out for four to six months. So he might be back in time for WrestleMania-ish. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> if I were betting man, I would almost think that the Undertaker is going to completely miss WrestleMania this year. And if that's the case, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Let this guy have a lot of time to rest up, maybe bring him back at SummerSlam or Survivor Series and try to work that one last program with him going into uh, WrestleMania 28. And maybe, maybe that's when he ended all. But I don't know. I don't have high hopes that he's going to make his uh, his appearance again at uh, Survivor, or excuse me, at WrestleMania this year. I'm thinking that they're probably rushing back. And if the myth has a cash in his money in the bank between now and, and WrestleMania, they have take a win, win the match, then have the Miz cash in after the match, and have him take a beat him. So if he, in theory, does go 20-0, then retires. Could happen. But speaking of, reti of retiring, apparently William Regal announced um, at a house show in London that this would be his last UK tour and that he that he he would be winding down with the WWE. Recently, he did sign a new three-year contract, so I'm guessing when he winds down finally, he will be going backstage as a road, road agent. Which, you know is a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. Um, I'm a huge fan of William Regal's in-ring work. I think that uh, 
he is fantastic in the ring. He's had a hand in training, you know, guys like Brian Danielson. And, you know, I think that him making the statement that he's winding down, this was going to be his last tour, it's sad to know that William Regal's going to retire, but with the cream of the crop, this this new uh, you know age of superstars coming through, uh, it doesn't surprise me. And uh, you know, regardless of what William Regal does, whether he retires in the next you know six months or so, I wish him the best. And uh, you know, what a great career he had in professional wrestling if he's done. Yeah, it's quite a shame that like recently he's not been like pushed as well as I thought he could be done. Like he he's been reduced to doing. Um, like funny things on Raw, I would love to see him get one last run with a belt. Probably, what I would do, I'd probably put him in a feud with Brian Danielson and have that mentor versus student kind of storyline going on, and then have Brian to be the one that, that retires William Regal because when it it would help um, help Brian get over, and it would also cap off Regal's career. That's true. <clears throat> um, also, um. J- Jerry Lawler, as you know, missed this week's Raw because of a knee injury, and apparently he will be missing this Monday's Old School Raw. So it's very likely that we'll see Michael Cole and Josh Matthews on the announce table for this week, Monday. Well, that's too bad that he's going to miss the Old School Raw. I'm disappointed. Yeah, I'm still hoping that they bring back JR for one show. If if they were going to do it, that would be the one to do it, yes. I agree. Just a one-off. Like don't like don't tell the crowd, just have them walk out. And I think people would love it. Speaking of walking out, um the the Honky Tonk man has pulled out of doing the um old school raw over financial reasons. Um so the Honky Tonk Man will not be on Raw this Monday night. Well, but May Young will be. Yay. The, the Honky Tonk Man uh is one of the biggest proponents of you know, one of the biggest fans of the Honky Tonk Man. Uh the fact that he's pulled out of this old school raw does not surprise me the least, whether it's financial problems or not. He obviously wanted a set amount of uh, money that they didn't want to pay him or they didn't feel he was worth. And, you know, no offense to the Honky Tonk Man, but uh, never, in my opinion, the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. Just saying. Yeah, but, you know, some wrestlers do have that ego, so who knows. Um, what else do we have? Let's quickly head over to TNA. Um, Eric Young, as I said last week, his contract did expire with TNA. He, th- he left and then rejoined earlier today um, on a new deal. I'm not sure how it worked out financially, but I do, I do now know that he could do indie bookings when not being used on TV. So Eric Young is back in TNA. And see, I'm a little disappointed in Eric Young. I was proud of him for, you know, <laughs> not really wanting to re-sign a contract for less money than he was making now. I mean, Eric Young is a guy, and I've said this many a times on many a different radio shows on this network and others, that he's never been utilized to his potential. I mean, the World Elite angle I thought was good. Hogan and Bischoff came in. They ended that whole thing. Uh, Eric Young is one of the best workers you have in that company, a guy that can actually go out there and wrestle and entertain. Uh, you know, he's good on the microphone. He knows what to do, and he's, he's easy to use in any given angle. But they just don't know what to do with Eric Young, and that's the problem. But for him to uh, agree to a contract with a pay cut, I, I mean, that's a slap in the face. I, I'm disappointed that he didn't give it time, shop a, a contract around, see if there was any interest at all from other companies like the WWE. I think that had he signed with the WWE, he'd be much better off because they would find a role for Eric Young, 
and make him a more credible name. But I'm a little disappointed that his contract expired and he just automatically resigned. I, I think that's a mistake. But do you think if he did go to the E, he might end up a bit like Chris Harris? Like months to debut, finally debuted under a weird name and then gets released three matches later? The difference between Eric Young and, and Chris Harris is one had buttloads of talent and the other really didn't. And if Santino Morella can be a household name on Raw, imagine what Eric Young could do. Yeah, I could see. But would you use him as, as like kind of like a partner with Santino? Or would you be him or him as a serious wrestler? I would, you know what? Eric Young is so funny. I would have to use him in some uh, comedic capacity. I think that he could have he could have been uh, a better version of Santino Morella. I really do. I think that you know he's just going to flounder in TNA. They're never going to do anything with him, and it's sad. Well, this, this whole storyline where he's with um, Orlando Jordan is a bit weird. Like when they gave him that weird like concussion thing where he's acting crazy. I could kind of see, see them kind of getting rid of him, but. If he's on a new contract, I would expect him to get out of that gimmick ASAP because that gimmick really is absolutely rubbish for him. No, he's he's probably going to be stuck with, with Orlando Jordan and he's not going to go anywhere. And, you know, hopefully next time his contract comes up, he decides to, to bail. Mm. Well, speaking of bailing out of TNA, my favorite TNA, TNA knockout, Lacey Von Eric, has parted ways with TNA Wrestling as of last night. Um, she, she didn't really say why. But yeah, Lacey Von Eric is no longer in TNA Wrestling. Yeah, and what was that final quote? Uh, I've decided to leave TNA Wrestling. Love you guys. Time to expand on my career and try something different, like maybe being a sportscaster. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Lacey Von Eric is a sportscaster. Come on. Maybe maybe a hot weather girl in some market. Possibly. Sportscaster? Not so much. But it just seems like, uh, you know, with Eric Young leaving and then coming back, uh, Kevin Nash leaving, and I know there's there's some differing rumors going around. Kevin Nash saying that he did not re-sign with TNA Wrestling, but I guess it was PW Insider saying that he had. Um, so we're not really sure what the story is there. You know, he claims he did not. PW Insider sticking by their story. It just seems like there are people in TNA that aren't happy with the product, and they're leaving. Lacey Von Eric, a huge clue to that one. She's gone, ladies and gentlemen. Goodbye. But and like I know a lot, I know a lot of people did hate Lacey Von Eric just because she can't quote unquote wrestle, but she she could have been a like decent women's wrestler in that company if they just used her as like a Kevin Nash slash Diesel role and have her just kick ass and not wrestle. Because like there's not many divas out there that are six foot whatever she is, and she does and she does have a un, a unique look. Well, she looks a lot like her dad, and that's that's the thing that's always bothered me. Not that. You know, she's horrible looking, but she looks like her dad. When I look at Lacey Von Eric, I see Car- uh, I, I see Carrie Von Eric with with huge tits. I, it, it's disturbing to me. I mean, no offense. I, I just I don't think she's a, as attractive as you think she is. Yeah, but oh well, she's gone now. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if WWE give her one last chance down in FCW, since they are right now trying to bring in new divas that have a, that, that that are quote unquote good looking. And just to kind of put this out in the chat room, uh, TM Bronx asking, is Orlando Jordan really gay? He yes. actually is bisexual. Very, very well known to be bisexual. Like, legit. 
Yeah, and apparently his gimmick in TNA was one of the reasons that Chris Canyon committed suicide. Yeah, because Canyon apparently had approached TNA Wrestling uh, about doing a similar gimmick with himself. And, uh, well, we all saw how that kind of happened. Mm. Well, um, let's go to the biggest news story that I've got. Um, WWE are bringing out a top 50, oh, the best 50 wrestlers um, ever DVD. And they've released the list of who's going to be number one. And this list, from number one to 50, it's quite interesting. There are quite a few names that should be higher or should be lower. Um, number one in the list is Shawn Michaels. Now, do you think Shawn Michaels is the best ever wrestler in WWE? Uh, considering that I am probably one of the biggest Shawn Michaels marks on the history of this planet, yes, Shawn Michaels absolutely deserves number one in the top 50 greatest wrestlers of all time, the DVD that they're putting out. I completely agree with him as number one. Number two, we got The Undertaker. I uh, think he should be number one, but that's my opinion. For longevity, I would say number two is a good ranking for The Undertaker. I mean, I can't think of anyone else who would have been given the gimmick of The Undertaker and could have made that work. Uh, mm. The fact that he's been a gimmick wrestler for, what, you know, 20-something years really says a lot. And, again, there's nobody out there who could have done that gimmick better than, you know, say Mark Callis. Say, say if you would have given that gimmick to Dan Spivey, wouldn't have worked. If you'd have given that gimmick to Sid Vicious, it wouldn't have worked. Uh, Mark Calloway, as The Undertaker, yes, number two, I completely agree with that. Number three, uh, we have Stone Cold Steve Austin. The, Number four, Bret Hart. Hang on, Steve Austin, the biggest yeah. WWE draw of all time, the Attitude Era, the run that Steve Austin had against Mr. McMahon made them so much money that, yes, I would agree with that as well. Number four, Bret the Hitman Hart. Uh, I don't agree with number four, Bret Hart. I think you should be lower down the list. Number five, The Rock. Any thoughts on that? I think Rock is in the top ten, but I don't agree with number five. Number six, Harley Race. From a talent standpoint, Harley Race was awesome. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'll go with that. Number seven, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Should be number five, the greatest baby face of all time. Number eight, Andre, Andre the Giant. Uh, as far as his stature and what he brought to the ring... The character of Andre the Giant, the undefeatable giant, yeah, I'd say he's in the top ten. Uh, number nine, someone that I think should be lower down, Rey Mysterio. Oh, totally lower down the list. Mm. And number ten, I'll just do number ten, Rowdy Roddy Piper is number ten. I even think he should be lower down the list. I'll, and I love Piper, don't get me wrong. Like, we got guys like Triple H at number twelve. We've got Kurt Henning, fifteen. Ric Flair, seventeen. we got um Terry Funk down at 22. Hulk Hogan at 23. You got Randy Savage at 14. I'm sorry, Savage should be in the top 10. Chris Jericho, 25. The Fabulous Muna, 27. Randy Orton, 29. Hmm, I'm not sure I would actually have Orton that high up just yet. Because, yes, he's great talent, but he's not done that much to help pro wrestling progress yet like people above him. Hulk Hogan is another one that should be in the top 10. Just because, Indeed. based based on 
everything that he did for the company, the fact that you know Vince and Hulk Hogan created Hulkamania, uh, he was the biggest draw of the 80s. To have him on the list at that number, which, let me look this up. What is his number? He's at... He's sitting in like like twenties, right? Or is he high? He's sitting at twenty three. Twenty three. No, he should totally be in the top ten. I'm sorry. What, do you think that's okay. Go ahead. No, do you think that's because he's in TNA wrestling? Uh probably. It's a slight. We got guys like uh Mick Foley, thirty three, Cat Angle, thirty four, Gwyneth Monsoon, thirty six. Where's Flair? Oh, that's a good question. Where is Rick Flair? Oh, 17. See, Flair should be in the top 10 as well. I would even Once say, I, I would I would bank to say that Flair should be in the top 5. And replace someone like whom? Who out of the top 5 would you replace? Vic Flair, then? Uh, let me see. Let me go back to the uh, top 10 here. I totally think that the argument, I would even, I, I would say that you would replace, let me see. Bret Hart at number four with Ric Flair. Do you know what we could do with this list? We could take it over to WNL and have a WNL top 50 or top fifty wrestlers or top 20 wrestlers and have like callers call in and give their opinion and thoughts and, con- and get a list. Okay, now here's the thing. I'm looking at the chat room and uh, Mac Daddy says Flair for WWF JJ. He was only there a year and a half. To my knowledge, this is only wrestlers, not necessarily just WWE, it's of all time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going on his NWA career. I'm going on his WCW career. I'm going on the fact that he's a 16-time former world heavyweight champion. Uh, yeah, Ric Flair should be number four on this list, if not higher. we got guys like Kane down at 43, Jack Briscoe, 41, Junkyard Dog at 37, this is, is actually up on the website, so if you guys want to go check it out, from headlockedheadlines.com, list up there, and you guys can give your thoughts and opinions on, on that list. But that's all the news for this week that I've got, so I mean, unless you have a, any other news. Luthez at 21 is a decent number, but I think Luthez should probably be like in the top 15. Luthez is one of those guys that kind of revolutionized the business. I mean, Thez is, is widely respected uh, for bringing a style you know, to professional wrestling. Uh, you know, Blassie sitting at 28. I think, you know, he should be higher up on the list. Uh, you know, I, I just, I don't agree with the rankings on a lot of these. Yeah, well, apparently this was Vince McMahon's, like, he got the final say on this. Like, it was put, it was put together by, like, WWE Creative, like, Ledge and stuff like that. But Vince McMahon was the one that went, yes, yes, yes. So, this is Vince McMahon's fourth of the top 50 wrestlers of all time. So, like I say, we could put... If you guys want to take over, over to do WNL and do a top 20 of WNL's favorite wrestlers of all time, go for it. Uh, the, only, the only thing I'm afraid of, we did a top 20 of the uh, of like WNL's favorite wrestlers of all time. I'm sure about 20 of them will be WCW wrestlers because <laughs> you know how the tray is very WCW heavy. Oh, and Shawn Michaels will be on the list too. But uh, aside from that, I think it would be you know Triple H, Shawn Michaels, the rest are WCW guys. Yeah, well, they can do that. Just guys like Sting. Oh, yeah, I'm sure Sting will be on there, for sure. But, yeah, so, that's all the news i got this week, so I will I will speak to you all later because I'm going to go return to Black Ops. All right, man, go go play some Black Ops. I'm going to take the first commercial break. And then, of course, after the break, guys, we're going to talk a little bit. Uh, 
We're going to talk a little bit of The Force Unleashed 2, and I've got some Star Wars stuff that I want to talk about. So uh, stay tuned for that right after the break. Again, thanks, Crelly, from headlockstoheadlines.com, the official news source of the SNS Radio Network. With that said, guys, I'll be right back right after this. Understand they talk to me. You got your rules and your religion, all designed to keep you safe. But when rules start getting broken, you start questioning your faith. I have a voice that is my savior. Hi gang, this is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE, and uh, you're listening to JJ on the SNS Radio Network. Work it. I hear voices in my head, they counsel me, they understand, they talk to me. Since 1996, Audio Wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. You want some? Come get some. You're either next us or you're against us. Awesome! Get out of my way. All it's going to take is one RKO. WWEShop.com, the home of official WWE merchandise. For a limited time only, WWE Shop has reduced prices on all t-shirts. Pick up your authentic top rope or basic tees while this special offer lasts. Take the baseline out. No, you don't have to. Bounce with it. Be. No crib on MTV. God only knows. Got my mini me in the GP. See how it goes. 
evil's all that I see. You ask me my name? D to the Rizzo, E to the Bizzo, I to the Lizzo. I'm a crazy mother. We all knew that. Boston caught me in the first act. It's all backwards. What's with that? So I'll make a prophecy from the dogs to the mini-me. Give me an Escalade, a two-way bling-bling on eBay. Domino, my... your pipe and smoke it. Uh-huh. It's for all my homies in Bruges. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Ah, uh, my moto, a couple of beehatches. Why not? I got a buster move, dropping buster groove, feeling fine. Got an evil crew, gold member to lick my nine. Till then, I'll on my... Brands up, put on call and spin your that's all. For shizzle my nizzle, y'all. This is a shout out to Hoover, God MC. You all know him, that's Jay Z. I met him. Well, I saw him in a restaurant once. Stick that in your blunt and smoke it. Yeah, I said blunt. This is my opportunity. This is your destiny. This is my West Coast pop, but you control my universe. This may be my ring, but this is your moment. Create your moment. WWE SmackDown vs. Raw 2011 in stores on October 26th. He has amassed an incredibly large DVD library. And it is said that he never once alphabetized it. If he were to mail a letter without postage, it would still get there. When it is raining, it is because he's thinking about something sad. The pheromones he secretes have been known to affect people miles away in a slight but measurable way. He once punched a magician. That's right, you heard me. His blood smells like cologne. His hands feel like rich brown suede. JJ He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I listen to Wrestling News Live. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty. WWE Survivor Series. You think you can stop the Nexus? It's all part of a bigger picture, but you're too simple to understand. A new chapter is about to be written. A WWE Survivor Series, you're either Nexus or you're against us. Live Sunday, November 21st on Pay-Per-View. Xbox Play. Yeah. you don't already do all you have to do is be you you are the controller 
Introducing Connect for Xbox 360. Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown. If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. It's the official news source for Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA, and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. We're back right here on the SNS Radio Network. Another Friday night, another unplugged. And, of course, I am the godfather of the SNS Radio Network, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay. And uh, at this point, I kind of wanted to give you guys a little uh, little review on the Force Unleashed 2. Now, the funny thing is, I purchased a copy of not only the Force Unleashed 2, but also uh, WWE SmackDown vs. Raw 2011 on the same day, October 26th of this past year. And you know what? I literally played SmackDown vs. Raw for about a week and a half before I even uh, got to the point that I wanted to do anything with, uh, with The Force Unleashed 2. Well, earlier this week, I sat down and I think it was like a Tuesday night. I decided that I was going to break open the copy of The Force Unleashed 2 and get my Star Killer on. Immerse myself in the Star Wars universe. Because again, I was a huge fan of the first game. I really enjoyed The Force Unleashed. And I was critical of how they were going to bridge the story with number two tied into number one. And, of course, for those of you not in the know, little spoiler alert. Um, basically, your character Starkiller is the clone of the original Starkiller that was killed in the canon ending of The Force Unleashed 1. Of course, there were two separate endings in that particular game. The one that's known as canon is Starkiller sacrifices himself in order to save um, Senator Organa 
and of course Juno and the rest of the Rebel Alliance so that they can start off their Rebel Alliance. Uh, of course, the other ending was that Starkiller was severely injured, uh, brought back by the Emperor to be his dark servant as he had killed off Vader before taking on the Emperor and was basically a Sith assassin. Now, there were a couple of DLC packs that came out that basically you could play from the Force Unleashed one where you were the Dark Star Killer, the Emperor's Sith assassin. And I purchased all those, you know, over the course of the, I guess, 2009 when they were released. And I enjoyed my experience on playing both of those. But here's the thing. I paid $60 for The Force Unleashed 2. While I did enjoy playing the game, there were some really cool things in the gameplay that I really enjoyed. It was repetitive, and it was super short. I started on a Tuesday night at, say, about 10 o'clock, and I think I played for about four hours and decided, okay, it was time to go to bed. The next day, I played for about another four or five hours, and I beat the game. So I spent six to seven hours playing a game that was very quick to go through. There wasn't a lot to. And again, I, I enjoyed the gameplay of it. The story wasn't that great. In fact, I really didn't care much for the story. But the problem that I have with this game is that I paid 60 bucks, and the collector's edition was $80. So had I slapped down $80 to play this game and beat it within six hours' time, I'd be madder than I am now. Doesn't have multiplayer. It doesn't really add... They were, they were rumored to have multiplayer, and then at the last second they decided, I guess about six, seven, eight months ago, that they weren't going to put multiplayer in the game. They decided against it. So the question is, why was this game marketed for $60 plus? Why couldn't they have just, I don't know, put this out as a DLC? I mean, I would have paid 30 bucks for it and been happy. I'd have paid 20 bucks for it and been great. You know, if it was just a DLC companion to the first game, it would have worked out much better. But $60 for a game that I literally beat in six hours, and there's really no replayability factor. Now, there's some ta there's some challenges I can go through and unlock stuff. Once I'm done getting the, uh, the achievements from the game, I'm likely not going to play that game again. And that's kind of sad, unless they release some sort of DLC for it, which at this point, I don't know if that's an option. But, I mean, I literally beat it the next day. It was that quick. You know, and I'm not someone who goes out and buys every game. You know, ask anybody that listens to this show. I uh, <laughs> There's a few games that I will buy in a year. I don't buy every new title that comes out. I'm just, I'm a little disappointed. Now, as far as the game is concerned, like I said, I wasn't a big fan of the story. It was uber short. The, about the only thing that I really enjoyed was the final boss battle. And there were some crazy boss battles, too. Like, there's this big robo-droid that you have to fight in one of the scenes. 
in your own ship. Like you're on this big cruiser, and Boba Fett basically, uh, well, Boba Fett's in the, in the game for like, I don't know, two screens. At one point, he's on Kamino talking to Darth Vader, and Darth Vader says, go get the girl and bring her to me. So, of course, he goes in search of Juno Eclipse, finds her, and then you're on the ship that Juno is on, and before you can get to her, you know, the ship is attacked, Boba gets her, and you've got all these crazy bosses and shit that you have to fight in the ship. And that was probably the, one of the worst battles I've ever played. It was absolutely ridiculous. To me, the saving grace was the, uh, was the ending when you got to fight Darth Vader. And a lot of people say they made Darth Vader look like a weak-ass, you know, uh, shell of his, you know, who he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be the Dark Lord of the Sith. He's supposed to be this badass. Darth Vader was not a badass in his game. The fight that you have with him at the end is pretty epic. I agree. I, I, I thought that that was probably the best aspect of the game. There's two separate endings, and I'm not going to give them away. But there's a light side ending and there's a dark side ending. And, of course, they leave you hanging with the light side ending, thinking that there's going to be a Force Unleashed 3, which I do believe they are developing a trilogy for this. Um, so I don't know. A tyrant saying beat it on, on hard. I did. I did play it on hard difficulty. So I don't know. As far as my review goes, I would say rent it. I definitely would not pick it up for 60 bucks if you haven't played it. So either rent it, game fly it, or pick it up when it gets clearanced out. It is a fun experience. You'll enjoy yourself. Just the fact that I could decapitate stormtroopers was a, was a plus. You know, cutting off limbs of uh, stormtroopers is pretty kick-ass to me. You know, this is the first game in Star Wars that's really incorporated that aside from the, well, as far as the Force Unleashed are concerned. I mean... Even the old Republic games, you didn't have that. The only games I remember the dismemberment ever being in was like the uh, the Jedi Knight series, which are good games. You can find those on the Xbox or PC. You'll enjoy those games. Um, so again, we're looking forward to the Force Unleashed 3. And I'm thinking after that, could we maybe bring back the old uh, Jedi Knight series with Kyle Katarn and use that engine? I mean... It's a good engine. I like the game engine that they use for this game. But I just don't know how much longer this uh, the Starkiller storyline has legs. It was good the first time around. Second time, not so much. Uh, I agree with Rodriguez in the chat room. Bring back Knights of the Old Republic. Well, they are. Unfortunately, it's on the PC. I'm not a PC gamer, but I'm probably going to try and make sure that my system can play the game because I do want to play the Old Republic that comes out uh, in the spring of next year. Looks like a kick-ass MMO. Maybe I'll play it, maybe I won't. But I would like to see that game make it to consoles. I would like a Knights of the Old Republic 3 to kind of tie the whole Revan storyline together. Will we get it? Who knows? At this point, it's probably not going to happen. But again, as far as my review of The Force Unleashed 2, rent it, game fly it, just don't pay 60 bucks for it. Pick it up used for 20 or 30 and it's worth it to you. But the, the lack of multiplayer really keeps this game down. So on that note, we are going to uh, still continue to talk a little bit of Star Wars before closing out the show. Uh, some rumors kind of hit the net this week, and I'm going to go ahead and play some ambiance. 
since we're going to talk some Star Wars. So I have to have some background music. Love that shit. So the news making the rounds this week, guys, as far as the Star Wars universe is concerned. As soon as this will pull up for me. Gotta love live radio. There's a website, IESB.com, basically reporting that there is another Star Wars trilogy in the works. Um, it's supposed to kick off around 2015 or 2016 once they uh, get through with the Star Wars 3D re-releases. Uh, according to IESB, the sequels are said to focus on different characters. It's not for certain if they will be the long-awaited episode 789, uh, reports the site, but could easily be episodes 10, 11, and 12, or possibly even further out in the Star Wars timeline, with the stories possibly taking 100 to even 1,000 years later than the original Star Wars trilogy. The report states that George Lucas has found himself motivated by the success of the Clone Wars animated series, the video games, and also the success of Avatar. Now the question that I ask you, the listeners of this show, would you like to see another Star Wars trilogy? Myself, I would love it. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I would absolutely love to see another Star Wars trilogy. Whether it was the Old Republic, where they could do the whole Darth Revan, Darth Malak storyline, or whether you move a hundred years past Return of the Jedi and cover the Cade Skywalker story and legacy. Or even further than that. I would be okay with it. I kind of hope that they do that. Just kind of makes you wonder. It's kind of got me excited. Of course, Lucasfilm denying this. But they do this every time anything is announced. You know? They were never going to make the, the first three movies. No, no, that, that was never going to happen. And they did them. They were going to re-release the originals in 90, you know, with, with updated footage back in 97. They denied that too. And then it happened. So I don't put a lot of faith in the fact that Lucasfilm is, of course, denying this rumor. I mean, Star Wars is such a cash cow. Why would you not expand on it? If I'm George Lucas and I'm sitting back at the Skywalker Ranch, oh, I think I should probably do uh, some more Star Wars movies. Yeah. That's a cash cow. Yeah. Talk about crazy. Do it. Can you think about how much more advanced everything would be with the new technology we have? I mean, he would literally make these movies now in 3D. As a fan of Star Wars, I'm telling you, Lucas, make the movies. People will come in droves to see them. It's Star Wars. You know, if Star Trek can come back and get rebooted, why can't you make additional Star Wars movies? I mean, now, let's not forget, though, too, as far as Star Wars is concerned, you know, we've got the Clone Wars right now, which is a great animated series. Great show, by the way. Love that show. And then, of course, on hold right now, George Lucas has um, all these episodes for a live-action Star Wars show that he says he has about a hundred and something scripts to go with. The problem is they don't have the money right now to make the stuff work. 
and that's perplexing to me. You don't have the money to do the show. You just gave half of your fortune away to charity about three months ago. You're making hand over fist money over the Clone Wars. That makes no sense to me. You've got a show right now that they're developing with Seth Green and Matt Sinrich, the creators of Robot Chicken, that's going to be a Star Wars show developed by George Lucas. But yet you can't pull in the money. And it makes total sense that they would do these 3D re-releases of, uh, of the Star Wars saga. Because, A, you're going to convert that to 3D, you're going to put it back in theaters, and you're going to make a ton of money from people who have never been exposed to all the Star Wars movies, the new generation growing up today that never saw that original trilogy, or maybe didn't see you know, the prequel trilogy. So you're going to make tons of money over that. And the rumor, of course, being that once he makes the money off the 3D release, he's going to take that money from those movies and focus it into either the TV show or into the next set of trilogies that he wants to do for Star Wars. As a fan of the series, it's a no-brainer. you got to do it. Just putting it out there. That's just my take on things. But with that said, that's really all I have for tonight, guys. So if you want to chime in tonight on anything, uh, SmackDown, Star Wars, Raw, you know, the retro coming up this week, feel free to do so. You can reach me at 501-588-7957. And uh, I'll take your phone calls and we'll discuss... Whatever is on your mind tonight. Myself, I don't really have much to talk about. That's pretty much a complete show for me. We recapped SmackDown. We talked the news bit with, uh, with Crelly. Big props to Crelly, by the way. The guy's feeling ill, but he's still willing to do his job. You've got to give him credit for that one. Of course, I don't know many people that go to Cuba and have the experience that he did. <laughs> But I digress. Um, I, I did catch TNA last night. I guess I'll take an opportunity to talk about TNA. It's unfortunate Trey's not on the show. Uh, watching TNA last night, God, it really pissed me off. Uh, I don't really know any other way to tell you, you know, how I felt. I mean, that show has gone from bad to worse in a short amount of time. You know, I said at the top of the hour, I almost feel like I'm at a turning point right now as a wrestling fan, you know, as, as a co-host of a radio show that professes to cover professional wrestling. Do I continue to watch TNA in hopes that it's going to get better? Or... Honestly, do I just kind of close things down as far as TNA is concerned? Should I stop? I mean, that is the question that bothers me. I think if given the right opportunity, this company could be relevant and it could be good. But the decisions that they have made absolutely piss me off. It, it just It's hard to support that company. And I try to be positive. But every so once in a while, my God, I got a bitch. But before I do, let's uh, let's take a trip to the phone lines. 501-588-7957. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? This is me, Hollywood. What's up, Hollywood? Not much. I just heard you talking about Tina. I had to kind of chime in. 
How do you like the new belt? I gotta ask. <laughs> yeah, that was about to be uh, number one on my bitchometer. Uh, the new TNA belt. Well, I'm glad that Jeff Hardy, after all his years of success uh, in professional wrestling, has finally become the Divas Champion. That that is awesome for him. <laughs> yeah, something looks like it's something from Power Rangers or something. I mean. What was he really smoking when he thought that idea up? Like, when he got that concept, like, I gotta do this belt. It's like, I mean, I'm just wondering, was he jacked up on opium at the time when they were looking at the belt design here? Because, I'll be real honest, the belt looks a lot like the Divas belt, but at the same time, it's like it's like you took the Divas belt from the WWE and you merged it with the Ultimate Warrior's face paint design. And then you colored it to look like a fucking Transformer. It looks like the face of, like, Megatron or some shit. Ah, green! <laughs> uh, that's, you know, that, I, mean, I, I don't know what the thing is. Like, is that supposed to be, like, a Knight of the Centerpiece or something, or what? I think it's supposed to be Jeff Hardy's face with, like, the purple hair coming coming through. That, that, that's When I look at the belt, that's what it reminds me of. It's supposed to be Jeff Hardy's face minus the face paint. Because then if they had face paint, it would really look like the Ultimate Warrior. Because the, the belt is shaped a lot like his face paint design. You know, it's purple background, the leather is, and the fucking plates are silver. And this is supposed to be, now I understand it's his version of the World Heavyweight Championship. Surely, if somebody beats him, they're not going to carry that piece of shit around. Uh, they got to throw that in the trash. Oh, as I've just been corrected by Harmony in studio... It's platinum. It's not silver. It's platinum. It's better than yellow. Okay, I got that, Harmony. Thank you for chiming in. That's why you have platinum rings. I know, baby. Uh, like I said, I, I kind of react to the point with Tina. I kind of have been one of the guys since day one who supported this product and, you know, was always a guy. Like I said, like I said before, like when Tina went, went, you know, on Monday nights, I was a guy who kind of boycotted. WWE forbidden, you know, give them some support. So, I, you know, I'm going to Ring of Honor. That's just my, that's just my little statement. See, I'm not, uh, I'm not even big on Ring of Honor. I mean, I, you know, I'll catch it every once in a while. I think they've got some great talent, but I don't know. As a wrestling fan, I just kind of feel jaded. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the super WWE fan. Don't get me wrong. I, I bitch and moan whenever they piss me off too. But I, I've gotten a reputation. I guess Trey and I both have, although Trey does does defend TNA more than I ever have. But it seems like I get the reputation of being this staunch TNA supporter, when really I agree with 99% of the wrestling media out there that that show is in trouble. Yeah, I agree. I just, you know what, I, I just, I don't know, I mean... You know, there's been rumors that, you know, now Panda Energy is kind of bearing down on the financial aspect of it, and they're not allowing stuff. I mean, you know, take, for example, Eric Young <laughs> turns down a contract with less money, and then I guess he, he renegotiated something where he could have his own bookings, which is a plus for him because he'll be able to supplement his income with independent bookings, which is a good idea. And I understand why he resigned under that deal. But at the same time, I'm disappointed in Eric. I really think he could have done better. He could have got a probably a good contract, uh, you know, working with the WWE, going to FCW for a while, learning how to work their style, which is not a bad thing, and possibly yeah. being, uh, you know, one of the comedic relief wrestlers on SmackDown 
Raw or whatever. I think that Eric Young would have done well there, but I don't know. That's something you'll never know until that time comes in when you get the contract up. So, I mean, what does it say when a guy, or excuse me, what does it say when someone like Lacey Von Eric leaves the company to pursue other options because she respectfully has decided to leave? Why did she decide to leave? Because the emphasis on the knockouts probably was diminished. They've killed that division. That's, that's the thing with teammates. Half their roster is leaving. You got Christopher Daniels, Homicide gone, Tavu, Raven. Uh, you got Lacey going. You know, Kevin Nash just left. I mean, well, now Sabu half their talent's gone. Well, let's not forget, Sabu was fired. Raven was told they had nothing for him. Rhino was in a contract dispute, probably not going to resign. A lot of it is over money. You know, and and I think it's a slap in the face that, you know, they sat there and pulled this bullshit gimmick a couple of months back with this whole hardcore homecoming reunion, this fucking ECW one night stand hardcore justice, you know, because nobody else wanted them. Nobody else wanted to employ the, the, the ECW guys. They bring them in for two months. They job them out every fucking show. And then it's like, oh, we got nothing for you. See you later. Thanks for coming. That's, that's the new Hogan Bischoff regime. Thanks for thanks you're for fun, boosting our buy rate. For, you're fun for a bit, and we're done with you. Well, here's the thing: the TNA Hardcore Justice, whether you like the show or not, from a perspective of it was a basically a TNA's version of ECW. I enjoyed the show. I didn't think it was the uh, aberration that a lot of the wrestling media thought. I thought it was funny. It had its moments where I died laughing. I didn't regret paying for the pay-per-view. But at the same time, doing that boosted their buy rate. And it's gone back down considerably since. Nothing has changed. Well, that's the thing about Fortune. I've never really got... Half the guy. I mean, you looked at Impact last, yesterday. Half the guys are in suits. Half the guys are in t-shirts. Other guys are in business casual. Well, you know... You know James Storm comes out in a cowboy hat and shirt and, and jeans because he's the cowboy of the group. You know, oh, yeah. Robert Roode wears a suit. You know, uh, obviously, AJ Styles and Kazarian are wearing the suit because they're under the influence of Ric Flair. Uh, just this whole conglomeration that they have is ridiculous. It's like Trey and I have talked about. And, of course, I think I was, I was the person who said this before Trey even kind of jumped on that bandwagon. You look at the roster in TNA Wrestling right now. And the guys that should be the major faces of your company are your heels. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> AJ Styles should be the biggest face in that company. You know, I don't even know if Kaz belongs, you know, in that group with Fortune as a heel. I really don't. I mean, I'm okay with Robert Roode and James Storm as heels. I prefer them that way. I couldn't picture them as faces. Jeff Hardy's yeah. another one that I'm not buying as a heel. I mean, they are even trying to swerve people so badly that at a recent house show, they said that Hardy was going to be signing autographs. And then people had paid to get his autograph, and they had to refund money back to people because he gets on the microphone and says, uh, why don't you people take your money and go buy some groceries? Because he's trying to get the heel heat, and he's trying to get people to stop chanting his fucking name. I mean, you miss out on a payday to try to sell a fucking heel turn. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how it works, I guess, with Jeff Hardy. <laughs> well, no, this, it's just this company in general. 
It makes no fucking sense. You know, Matt Morgan, as a face? Bullshit. That guy's like seven feet tall. He should be a monster fucking heel. I don't well, get the only it. way I could ever see Matt Morgan as a face is if they make him the, like a super champ, where they constantly have him running through guys. But even then, that works better with a heel. I, I just, I, I literally, you know, they want to take the heels and turn them face, and they want to take the faces and they want to turn them heel. Why? I don't understand. I don't understand. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's why I don't get it. Maybe I just don't follow. I, I don't have the philosophy of how Vince Russo books a fucking show. I don't get it and maybe that's my fucking point here i don't understand this company from day one they've done stupid shit like the reverse battle royal the fucking king of the mountain match where you got to hang a fucking belt on the rung to win the match as opposed to taking the belt off the rung i, I mean i'm just i'm tired of the stupidity well that's the thing you can't make sense from senseless since i guess in tna you know it's one thing to be original it's another thing to rip people off it's a whole nother thing to think outside the box and do something completely ass backwards. Well, I've seen it. Love it or hate it, you know. You just—it's just their own thing. I—I I don't know. Like I said, I—I'm at the point where, like I said, you know, I'm going somewhere else because I cannot sit there and just watch it anymore. I mean, it's just boring. It—it's more me tears and it just makes no sense. You know, there's going to come a day that Sunday Night Showdown is not going to cover TNA pay per views, and it wouldn't surprise me if that day comes January of next year. I don't year. blame you. Yeah. I don't blame you. I, I have literally, for the last, God, how many years have I actually spent money on TNA? I have been doing different versions of Sunday Night Showdown, whether it was WrestleTalk Radio or whether it was Sunday Night Showdown, covering pay-per-views since about 2004. And I would say since about 2007, I have literally plopped down for the last three years, you know, 40 bucks a month to watch this show on pay-per-view. And I'm almost to the point where I don't even care about watching an illegal stream anymore. I'm almost to the point where I just don't want to do it anymore. That's how ass-backwards this company has made. It almost pisses me off to be a wrestling fan to watch this shit. And it's sad because there are guys in that company that I respect and I like. Kurt Angle is one of my favorite wrestlers. You know, that's why, him is great, so. that's why we had a two-hour interview with him. And he was awesome for giving us that time. You know, he could tell that we were fans of his. He could tell that, you know, we appreciated his work. You go back and listen to that interview, and how much time do we spend talking about TNA? Not a lot. The majority Not of that a lot interview. Of more about Angle Foods than, than anything else. And uh, this time, you know, with wrestling, this time with Brock Lesnar, and how you get influenced Scott Tatchett on Brock. So. Yeah, we, we literally that. talked about 30 minutes or longer about his WWE career. We might have spent 10 minutes on TNA, and the rest was just other stuff. I mean, even he's talking about, you know, I don't know, maybe I should go back to the WWE, because people have asked him if he's going to go back. We asked him, and he said, you know, he wouldn't rule that out, but he's happy with where he's at now because Dixie Carter's good to him. But I would like to think that Kurt Angle, in the grand scheme of things, when he looks at the way he's booked in that company, now granted, I kind of like what he's doing, He's kind of on the outside, kind of looking back in, trying to get his, his vengeance on people. Okay with that storyline. Which is always a good storyline, so it works. I thought they do a scene at some time, you know, where he's at right now with the Nexus. I hope he gets fired just to come back and take some time off, do whatever, and then come back and, you know, eliminate him one by one. Yep, I agree. But we'll see what happens. 
Yeah. All right, Hollywood, is there anything else, my friend? Nah, that's it. That's it. Take care, and we'll talk to you guys all later. All right, man. Sounds good, man. Thanks for calling yep. in tonight. No biggie. All right. On that note, all right, on, that- on that note, guys, I think it uh, is time I'm going to wrap things up. Uh, if you want to give me a quick call before I wrap, uh, definitely do so, 501-588-7957. But uh, since the wife is home, I think I'm going to end the show a little early tonight and uh, go spend some quality time with the wife, man. So on that note... I guess you guys in the chat were talking about earlier you wanted Ass Man for Song of the Night. Well, looks like I can and will make that happen for you. So uh, before I get out of here, guys, don't forget this Monday night, the Trade Dog and myself will be back for another episode of Wrestling News Live, but it will not be your typical run-of-the-mill Wrestling News Live episode. It's going to be the WNL Retro. We're probably going to be the only show out there that's going to do this, you know, in regards to the special Retro Raw on Monday night. So uh, after you're done watching the Retro Raw, tune in right here at 11.30 Eastern, 9.30 Mountain Standard Time as uh, myself and the Trade Dog bring you a retro wrestling news live radio show. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. So definitely bring your sense of humor, bring a cold beer, sit down, shut up, and listen to Wrestling News Live this Monday night. On that note, guys, I am JJ Sexay, and you've all just been unplugged. Good night, everybody. I'm sitting here completely naked after my bath. I'm just going to enjoy this waterlogged steak. After that, I'm going to polish off an entire bottle of vodka in less than 20 minutes, and then hit the town and punch out street lamps with a bat. I'm going to hopefully sleep with the first person I meet. I hope you do the same, even if you're a child or a recovering alcoholic or an elderly person. you got to live life, huh? that sound good? great. Now you do me a favor. You stay classy and give me a call sometime. I'm at 646-424-9166. Hope to talk to you real soon. Goodbye. Is that Baxter? I'm an ass man. Yeah, I'm an ass man.
Well, at least I am. Good night, everybody.